Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. Join family law attorney turned mediator, Lisa Kosky, for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now your host, Lisa Kosky. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. I'm your host, Lisa Kosky, and absolutely thrilled to be getting a man's perspective on divorce from one of our favorite marriage and family therapists, Brian Burns. Brian, you're back and you have been so kind as to agree to do these. We're going to try to do these about, have them come out about once a month and we're going to get that man perspective on divorce and we're going to get the therapist perspective. And Brian, I want you to know, and listeners, you truly are such a gifted therapist. In fact, I was just doing a mediation before this episode, and one of the clients had utilized Brian for his kids and just trying to learn what they needed out of the parenting through the divorce, and they spoke so highly of you. So listeners, this is just going to be a great episode, and we're going to focus a little bit on how dads after divorce parent. So welcome, Brian. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Lisa. Your intros are good for the ego. So I'll (laughs) I'll just keep coming for that. I'll keep doing it because it's all true. (laughs) Yeah. And I will try to uh, represent men in general as best I can. I'm a father of four daughters and seen lots of talk to many, many fathers. So I'll do my best. Wonderful. Well, that's all that we can ask. And I think that you will have a wealth of information. So just kind of getting started for some of the listeners, like a lot of listeners are just kind of starting the path through divorce. And I think it can seem really scary because, you know, people have different roles and I don't Mm want to say, oh, this is how it always is. But a lot of times Mm -hmm. the fathers are going to have the opportunity to get maybe a little bit more involved in the parenting. I don't know. Can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah. Divorce is a major change in life circumstances. I mean, it's a reordering of your life on multiple levels. And so, yes, many times fathers who have been the traditional breadwinners or providers shift that to take a much more active role in day-to-day parenting. And I don't think that's a matter of changing what they care about. I think it's it's just such a big change in circumstances that it requires that kind of shift. And many fathers welcome that shift. I mean, they weren't loving the emphasis on providing and de-emphasis on parenting that the traditional roles. Um, right. And so that being said, I can only imagine that it could be, you know, the most caring guy who wants to have this time with his kids could be a little bit overwhelming if they are stepping into this role. And I often find that sometimes the looking ahead and thinking about it and, you know, trying to figure out how it's all going to work out is often a little bit more scary than even actually being in it. 
So when they're in this stage and they're looking forward and maybe they're going to have part-time parenting and they're feeling overwhelmed, what kind of advice would you give them to help them through that? Yeah, I mean, the emo- you're talking about the emotions that are um, yes. going on for men and for women too. But I think if I can just step back a bit when it comes to emotion, I mean, I think men particularly need to give themselves permission to feel the feelings, to grieve the losses. I mean, regardless of who chose the divorce. And frankly, statistically, if you're a man, you're more likely to be divorced, you know, than if you're a woman. Women are asking for divorce statistically more often than men. Yeah, okay. Um, So it's not uncommon to be in that position of grieving a loss and feeling like life isn't fair and you're, you know, you got your ass kicked by a marriage that you were counting on and a woman that you were counting on and then it didn't work. So to feel the grief of that loss, I think is really important and to have ways to talk about that sadness and grief and anger and pain so that you can, and here's where I'm going to answer your question more directly, move out of the blame game and, you know, like life screwed me over so I can't really be a good dad anymore or I can't be the dad I want to be because I got screwed because that's just a losing battle. It's a losing path, but it's a tempting one because that the emotion is so strong. So the first step is to take control of your life and to be your best self, to be your best self as a father. I mean, that has to be a number one goal, not to, you know, the the kid's relationship with their mother or the other parent, we're going to probably lean heavily on our heterosexual bias in these conversations. But, you know, I do want to step in and say, so what I'm seeing this is that the big goal is to take control of your own life and make it better. That's a number one. And then under that is to feel the feelings. Yeah. This is important for men and women. And I think that, you know, you talk about it because I do feel like, and I might be a little bit more in touch with my feelings than my husband who is looking at me like, what do you mean? What am I feeling when I ask him? So there, and I don't know why that is. Do you have any input on that? Why is it that I feel like I can grab my feeling a little bit better than my husband who's kind of maybe not wanting to feel the feeling? Is there a difference between men and women? There is a difference between men and women, and it's both cultural and it's biological. And I, you know, I'm probably going to speak a little bit above my pay grade because I don't research these things. I'm not an academic, but my understanding is that in the brain of humans, there are structural differences between men and women and particularly the verbal center. So this is just interesting since you asked, Um, (laughs) if you wire up a man and a woman, you know, statistically speaking and, and ask them to engage in a conversation, even if it's not a hard or stressful conversation, you will see indications in the brain of stress happening in the man's brain. And you will see indications of calm and relaxation in the women's brain just by the virtue of talking. Really? Um, And wow. um, How come I have not heard that before? Yeah. yeah. So when men talk, they feel stressed. And when women talk, they feel relief. Exactly. And, you know, of course, that's not true for every man and every woman. There's there's huge variations, but it, there's enough of a, a statistical difference that it's it's a big deal. And I don't, you know, born that way or because of our culture, 
because the brain is developing as a child is developing. But for sure, our culture makes it, women are um, encouraged to talk about their feelings, or little girls are encouraged to have a feeling. Yeah. And men are not. Men are encouraged to achieve, to be tough, to... Yeah, kind of stuff it inside. Mm -hmm. To be strong. You know, like to be strong is to be virtuous. To not have weakness is what has integrity if you're a boy. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, you know, girls can have integrity, but also, you know, be sad or be upset and have the whole range of emotions. So for sure, there is a cultural and a biological difference. So Brian, I just have to say, because I get so excited when I learn these little tidbits. So that alone, that little nugget of learning, it's going to help you even if you're married, if you're someone who's married, because now I understand. I'm like, I don't even want to talk to my husband about finances. I just want to talk so that I can feel relief. And all he does is get stressed out and it never made sense to me. Yeah. Like who made that plan? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. It's not because he doesn't care or doesn't like you. It's because it's actually causing stress in his brain. (laughs) Amazing. And uh, it's well worth talking is well worth it, though. As a man, I highly encourage it, even though it may cause additional discomfort in your brain. The results are so worth it, both as a a partner and as a father. And so let me just kind of transition into I totally lost track of your question about parenting as a father. Right. So we were just kind of talking about those fathers who are maybe feeling a little bit overwhelmed Mm -hmm. because they're taking on a different role and not that they don't want that role, but they've never been the one who had them alone for overnights. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, you were just saying, take care of yourself, Yeah, which we know so many ways to do that. And then you said feelings. Mm -hmm. And then I got off on that really good tangent that I love. Mm -hmm. So so the next thing would be that comes to mind. So men are really good at judging or really bad at not judging. And we look at outcomes. You know, what's the outcome here? Is it success or a failure? And so you look at, as a man in a divorce, you look at the past as a total failure. You know, like everything has fallen apart. And so we have a lot of fear about does this mean I will fail as a father too? Because traditionally women are the, you know, kind of preferred parents considered more nurturing and caregiving. And in the courts in the past, I'm sure we're given deference when it came to custody disputes and things like that. I don't know that that's the case today. I suspect there's a lot of controversy. Yeah, that is not the case today. I suspected that. Yeah. So to lean into this, like, so it's a change of circumstances, a chance to be a more hands-on parent, lean into that place from an optimistic and a confident. And I mean, you deserve to be there. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to demonstrate that you're a worthwhile father. You don't have to make your kids like you better than they like their mother. Mm -hmm. Um, Kids need to parents. Uh, Well, need is a strong word. Kids intuitively want both of their parents. And there's all sorts of research about how kids are better off with two parents. So nobody is going to legitimately question your right and the importance of being an active part of your kids' lives. So lean into that role. 
and don't go into it with fear or insecurity about needing to like validation from somebody to, to get it. I just need to repeat. I love how you worded this. Lean into the opportunity to be a more hands-on parent. You mm-hmm. are worthy. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that just brings peace to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if when you said it, you felt peace because now I know it causes you stress. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, lots of practice. Um, <laughs> right. It's, uh, I think, married or divorced, modern parents too often look to our children for validation that we're, you know, good parents or good people, that they like us. That's a problem. I mean, it's not a problem to want validation or to want our children to like us, but it's a problem to look to them. And that's even more exaggerated in divorce because there's this inherent feeling of competition, right? That they have two homes, two parents, who are they going to like better? And kids may prefer or feel more comfortable in one home over the other. That's normal. You know, why? like humans do have preferences. That doesn't mean that one is more important or more better or that they don't want the other. So fathers need to be careful not to go in um, in this kind of more aggressive, demanding, posturing. I, you know, I, I, I deserve to have what I legally have a right to, meaning fifty percent right. of my, my kids' time, because it's not about image or appearance. It's about being in tune with your kids, not needing something from them. You know, validation as a parent, but being able to meet them where they're at so that you're giving yourself the you're doing your own validation i don't have to prove anything i can be there for my kids and understand and see what they need or are going to feel the most comfortable with rather than what i feel the most comfortable with brian and i love when you talk about this from a man's perspective about the competition and not Mm -hmm. feeling like they have to be you know, to validate themselves or be the favorite of the kids. I want to turn that around in this conversation for our, you know, female audience that's listening in that mother role. I think that sometimes the competition can also be that dad's got a bigger house or more resources as more fun things. And I think, you know, that's another thing where on that other female side that women can learn from this too by it's not a competition and don't validate yourself based right. on your kids. Right. That's a great, right. great piece of advice. Kids inherently want to love and value both of their parents equally, and they will all on their own. You don't have to fight for it. Right. So now we're helping the, this dad who's starting this journey through divorce to feel less overwhelmed. So that's going to kind of, I always, think when you become aware of your feelings, right? And then start moving forward, that that's the first step to healing. They're not going to eat you alive. You're going to be able to deal with them. So now do you have any, let's not talk about emotions, any advice of maybe actions. And I can tend to focus too much on actions and not enough on feeling good in that moment. So I want to stress the importance of what we've talked about. But what action steps can they take to start moving forward with momentum to maybe being a more hands-on parent? Let's see. I'll try to be as action-focused here, but just maybe some bullet points would be helpful. Your kids are not you. 
So the things that you like to do and that you find interesting are not necessarily going to be what they find interesting and want to do. Dads are action-oriented, meaning we like to be accomplishing something, doing something when we spend time with our kids, whether it's kicking a ball around or doing arts and crafts even, or you know, going to a, the Home Depot to do some shopping. I mean, we like action in when we're spending quality time. And that is valid. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's good. But there should also, it's too parent focused. You know, the parent is leading what mm-hmm. the is. And so to really be in tune with who are your kids? What do they like to do? What do they think about? What's happening in their life? And you can only know that by kind of parking your own agenda and asking questions, listening, paying attention, and then adjusting with that newfound knowledge. So your kids are not you, find out who they are. And that's not a one-time thing, of course, that's forever. Yep. Second bullet point, don't be a Disneyland dad. Um, <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you know what that Disneyland <laughs> dad is who makes the time with dad just as fun as it can be feels like Disneyland. So they'll want to keep coming back and okay. like you better <laughs> <laughs> or like you, you know, like, that's, yes. yeah. So it's more about appearances and fun and activity, entertainment and winning them over. And I think that's, you know, there's, that's a tempting frame for men who are trying to, like we say, move into a new space where they're more actively parenting. But that's a losing strategy because kids, older kids see through it pretty quickly and younger kids don't need it. And in fact, it's hard to really pay attention to them when you're being active and always doing something. Now, if there's limited time, you know, like you only have every other weekend, which would be hard, then of course you're going to want to make it. I get that. But hopefully there's more time than that. And even if there isn't, that there's downtime where you're just living. You know, these aren't visits where you have to entertain your kids. This is, they're living with you. And when we're living, we're just doing boring stuff, like eating meals and doing chores and watching our phones and going for walks. Like that normal living is important part of time with our kids. I think that could be really reassuring to fathers to know that they don't have to be on you know the entire time they can just live Mm -hmm. side by side like they have Mm -hmm. but differently and if it feels awkward and let's just say it will because it's like are they having fun are they do they like it here do they wish they could go home to mom i mean just try to calm yourself and those voices because those are coming from you unless your kids come to you and say dad i don't like it here or i'm i'm not happy and certainly you can ask them Mm-hmm. Uh, in a developmentally appropriate way, are you happy? Is there right. anything I can, I can do? But if it's just voices coming from your own head, then you need to identify those as not helpful and it's okay to just live. Yep, that's great advice. Okay, so now, Brian, I see this has gone so fast. Hey, I just wanted to pop in here quick before the saddle up segment and this whole thing winds down. And I want to tell you about my Parenting Plan online course. It is for you if you are terrified that divorce is going to ruin your children. I'm here to assure you that you can co-parent really well together 
And I have an online course that is going to walk you through a parenting plan. You will have a piece of your divorce done. If you want to work with a mediator, you can bring the paperwork in and that portion is complete. It's easy, affordable, quick, and effective. And it will be part of your divorce paperwork if you'd like it to, or you can just use it to co-parent well with another parent. It goes over all the things that you may not be thinking of when you're in the midst of an emotional time like divorce. So please go to lisakoski.com, check on my online courses and sign up for the parenting plan course now because when parents work together, they can mitigate the damages caused by divorce to their children. We're kind of coming to my saddle up segment. Oh, wow. That did go fast. Didn't it go fast? So I'm glad because we're going to have more to talk about next month. So what we usually do in the saddle up segment is to just give our listeners a tidbit, a piece of advice, something that they can do right now to make their life better, to move forward. What would your advice be? Oh, man. So there's so much to choose from. I'm just going (laughs) to kind of follow the theme of what we're already talking about. And this is for anybody, Mm -hmm. not just fathers. Say something very kind and supportive about your co-parent to your kids. That's really, really good. Yeah. So simple. Just do it. Yep. Yep. So good on so many levels. All right, Brian, if people want to get a hold of you for some counseling or therapy or to maybe it's a father looking to start, you know, bettering himself, how can they reach you? www.mnrelationshiprepair.com. Perfect. I will have it in the show notes. Thank you so much. We are looking forward to next month as well as you represent the male and I'll throw in some female questions as we Uh go. Thanks so much for being here, Brian. I'll be back. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter.